Baruch Hashem, we're able to resume our, our learning of this very, very precious Sefer, the Ravi Mishkanevna. I want to give a big Yashakayach to my dear friends, to Yaakov Meir and to Naomi, to the children. It's a wonderful place to begin. Every, every home is wonderful, but this home in particular is wonderful. <coughs> There's a very good Avira in here. It's a long time since since we uh, since we were learning this together before before the summer. Since then, a lot has happened, and I've zeichet to I've zeichet to to get to know the author a little bit, and. Uh, and I was still in touch. I'm still uh, tr- recuperating from that visit in a good way. And when I mean recuperate, I mean it means much, much, much more to me when I learn the psalm now that I'm able to that I'm able to not just to picture the author, but to have the schus to, to have the schus to, to speak to him, to get to know him a little bit, and his. And as remarkable as the Swarma are, the person is much, much, much greater. This is only revealing a tiny drop of what he has to offer for who he is. And he's. Someone just told me recently, you know, I, I wasn't sure, and I didn't ask him how old he was. So I didn't come up in a conversation. But um, someone uh, that, that knows the situation there said that he's 31 years old. So I found that pretty depressing personally. <laughs> Thirty-one. He's a younger man, chick, a young man. He's very, very old in wisdom, and, uh, and um, he's so, he's so thrilled that we're learning, that we're learning the sefer. He could, he couldn't believe it. He's so thrilled. He's a humble, humble person, and he, he's so thrilled, excited. Actually, we call today and talk about the Indian event coming again. It's a bit of a barrier because I doesn't speak English, so it's hard for him. We're going to continue learning Chalik Dalad. We're on page Mem. We're up to page Mem. Hashem's Baruch, even after the summer, wants us to get close to him. <laughs> and now that it's after, it's after the Yom Taivim, it's right after Yom Tiv. We're still, we're still in Tishrei, so we still are under the influence of the Kedusha of the Yom Tavim, and our minds and our hearts are open to receiving. Those who are familiar with the Sefer, I mean, those who don't have it, if you, if you plan to come, try to. It's available. I think you can get it locally. Maybe the chart is set. All is set. I'm not sure how it works, but Chelik Dalit. Um, somebody just asked me today. Actually, there was a, I spoke to a very close to a person who who said that it seems that you know that the, he's getting a lot out of the safer, but there's repetition in the safer. And I explained that that the the point of of these swarm he has other swarm, but the point of these swarm is to is to be able to, 
for us to internalize in a very, very practical and deep way the great Yisaitis that he's teaching us about the first time in our lives really applying the Yisaitis of Yiddishkeit to establish a relationship with the Bayer, with the Creator. That's what the Avaid is all about. And it requires a tremendous amount of concentration and practice. We were learning about Cheshman HaNefesh. Oh, by the way, if somebody could tell me when it's like 5, I don't have a watch. If somebody tell me when it's like 5, 2, so I have an idea where we're holding. When it's 5 to 10. We're talking about Cheshman HaNefesh, a healthy, positive accounting of one's life, of one's year, of one's day, and living with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, day by day and hour by hour, living with the Baruch Thank you. And and we're on the bottom of page man. We're learning from the Ramchal that if a person does not put aside time, if a person does not put aside time to think about Hakadosh Baruch Hu and to think of what he's doing in this world, so then. So then it's a Sophic Godel. It's a very, very big question of whether the person Bakhlal has a Muna. You could be acting as a person that has a Muna. I just had a conversation with somebody the other today was yeah, the beginning of the week. I had a conversation with somebody that uh, found out that his father's not well though and it's a very serious sickness. And and he's completely and totally lost. What am I going to do? How can I go? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I'm not talking about the practical questions of what he has to do to help and to, to do what he needs to do with the doctors and to go to Sadiqim and all of that, but inside of himself. It's a person that, that went to Yeshiva his whole life. It's a Dantaya, it's a very Khosh of a Hashem shouldn't test any of us, God forbid, and everybody should be healthy and well. But when, when it comes to when it comes to Nisayin, when it comes to when it comes to something, a crisis, then you could find out that it's a very, very hard thing to find out. Besides the tragedy that's unfolding before your eyes, Law Elenu, with something that's not good, one of the hardest things is to discover that you're not really much of a mammon. You never, you never really, you never really were tested in that way to find out what's inside of you. What kind of a do you have? What's, what amuna do you have? When a person goes to Malaynu and a Sarah, actually we're going to be learning about this a little bit in Arisat Shuva and Mitch Shamanarab Shabbos talks about this. When it's Lalainu and a Sarah, when it's a difficult time, that a person can't you can't fake being a Mammon. You can do that any other time. But when it's an ace Sarah, it shows on your face, it shows in your davening, it shows in your in your demeanor, in your life, if you're a mom or not, it shows. And and the Ramchal said that we were just we were, after Pesach we were talking about a lot that if a person does not live with this simple simple nakuda of a daily time with a Baruch Hu and a larger weekly time, again we can modify some of the hours. I spoke to him about that as well. I discussed that with him. I said, you know, 
Leanne Harner says, so a lot of the a lot of the chaver are, are not are not working. The men are not working. The schedule that you have here for us is is very impractical for many of the men certainly uh, at, at their jobs, and for many of the women who are working these days, and and, and the women who are home with their children would love to have the luxury of having uh, these hours uh, that one doesn't always have. But certainly, as we spoke about last year, the, uh, we spoke about before the summer, a modified, a modified schedule of a modified schedule of uh, of cheshbon uh, nefesh is certainly possible. So, on the bottom of page mem, which is mishalay nisa es ha'avayda, whoever hasn't, whoever hasn't tried. This avoda, meaning an avoda of having time set aside on a regular basis, time set aside on a regular basis to think about the most simple, simple nakudas, the most simple points of who he is in this world, what's the tachlis of his life, and 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 what is the nature of his relationship with Kadosh Baruch Hu. Mishlei says, it seems like something very, very. Seems like something strange. Varmachaykim seems like something very distant and odd. Zaram umuzaram, very strange and very odd. Avamisha pnima, but for any person who is already in this Indian, in other words, whoever is in this, which is the most ancient way of conducting one's relationship with Hashem, which is spontaneous conversation, discussion, cheshman anefesh, before there was every, before there was any idea of formal davening, before long before there was a siddur anywhere, not Ashkenaz, not Svarad, long before there was a Beis Hamikdash, there were there were lonely great people who spoke to God and who felt His presence and who lived their lives in His in His presence, and that hasn't been replaced by the Siddur. The Siddur is a means of enhancing and embellishing, not to replace the most basic and the most ancient form of of having a relationship with the Burnish which is very personal. So whoever is inside this Indian, in other words, whoever is living this way, Person, that person knows that by, the, by these three words, by stopping and saying these three words, what three words? It makes them as a language in Hebrew. Yesh Bayre Ailam. Yesh There's a creator of the world. There's a creator. Yesh There's a Beshefa. There's a creator. That even with these three words alone, a person can shatter and break the coverings of the heart. Can shatter and break the coverings of the heart. With these three words alone, but a person who's inside the Indian of Yesh Bayre Olam, that the Baruch Shalom exists, he's here. He's with me. That a person who lives with that, it's not just that God is a concept and that his amuna is something, a matter of a, a, a discussion or a dissertation, but be'emes, yeish bayri 
Yesh that person can reach a, a, a very, very once the person has that and he's inside that he can reach a very great level of kivas Hashem of closeness to God. A person who is not able to find who's not able to find time to do that he doesn't he's not able to for whatever reason to bring himself to do that and it, and and this is for 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 quite a long time. She double kalapavas kama dakas viapsig chamish dakas dakas viapsachalila. If a person can't, if a person can't put aside a, a piece of time, then she double kalapavas kama dakas. Then at least he should try a few minutes. Viapsig chamish dakas and to stop for a little bit and to, and to try and to try a few minutes later if you can't put aside a straight time but the beginning of everything is remember that's what we're learning I was trying to explain to this person that you're looking for some new ideas and new concepts the author has written other books like that but these swarm and hey these swarm are specifically to bring us davka to a place of milim shutais, simple, simple words, a simple relationship, just simple. I was talking a little bit about this by by Yiska and Shmuel and Saras. I don't know if any of you were there, but Yiska Shmuel and Saras. I was talking a little bit about how well, it's so interesting, you know, Yiska and Shmuel and Saras. Okay, but but how. There's a, a remarkable thing that happens by Shmirzer Simchas Tyre. It's an amazing thing. The Bechal is a separate yontiv of Shmirzer, but what's what's very interesting is how you know the karbanas, the sacrifices throughout Sukkot are decreasing. The numbers of sacrifices are decreasing. And finally, you get the Shmirzer's parachat. It's one. It's one. So Chazal, some of you might have been there. Chazal say. Uh, this Indian of the decreasing sacrifices on Sukkot, the Torah is teaching us. The Medrash says the Torah is teaching us a midah of derech What's derech What's the derech haritz? Derech haritz is that when you have somebody, uh, when you have a guest who comes, so the first day that that guest comes, you bring out your best food, right? You serve the best stuff. So you bring out very delicious meats and delicacies. But the second day, the manager says, you get ready. If he stays the second day, you get ready to put out fish. The third day, until, you know, the, by, by the end of the week, he's lucky if he gets himself, a, uh, you know, a can of tuna fish. There was a friend of mine, there was a friend of mine, the mother was a little bit, was, uh, she was a little bit strange. But, and, and I remember he invited me over to, he invited me over for lunch. And I remember... That, that in those days they just started having frozen pizzas, you know, uh, these like little round ones. <laughs> so I remember he said, "Sit down." I sat down at the table, and the mother took out two frozen pizzas from the freezer and rolled them onto the table. And I went clink, 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 clink. <laughs> and I wasn't sure what to do. I come from a very uh, my mother's a very put together person, and everything is like really nice. There wasn't even a plate; it was just clink, 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 clink. <laughs> a frozen pizza. And my and my friend said, you know, my mother does stuff like that. We have to cook it ourselves and do the rest. So you know, when you're very, 
it could be that at some point that you're not going to get anything fancy at all. You're going to get the simplest, plainest meal in the world. So that's how the Medrash explains it. At the beginning of Sukkot, so there's a lot of kabbalas, all that stuff. And then by the time it gets to Shemir Saras, you know, you're ready. You, you like the guest that's been there for a long time, and it's very, very plushy. It's very plushy. Very simple. So I was trying to explain in Shemir Saras. That's Derech Harris? That's how, that's Derech Harris? That's how you treat your guests? That the first day you give a delicious meal and then it starts to get very, very weak? Uh, that's how you treat a guest? It's not, that's not how we tell our, our children to have Derech Harris for company. So I was trying to explain that, that it's true. That when there's somebody that's really a stranger, so for a stranger you would, you would make it, you, you want that person to feel very, very good. It might not feel so comfortable. When you're away from your house, you never feel so comfortable. And you know there's a person that's staying by you. You want to make him feel comfortable and you want to make him feel liked and appreciated. So you put out good stuff. But there's a higher madrega of Achnas Azorachim. The highest madrega of Achnas Azorachim is that that person is such a ben biased by you. The person is so comfortable by you that the person feels that this is my family. And if your family, uh, uh, peach is okay. If your family, a can of tuna fish is okay. So for this guest, it's not a guest anymore. You become so comfortable. You become so comfortable together that I don't, ha- I don't need. It's not just a matter of impressing. I wouldn't. I don't serve for myself these delicacies on, on a Tuesday. Why should I give it to you? <laughs> this is a it's you know, it's Hamish. This is who we are. This is you're welcome to the mishpacha. And I explain it. it says Rabbi Yannick explains the mission in, in Pekiyavus that that it says in the Mishnah that you aniim bnei beisacha that that poor people should be should be uh, members of your household. That means that Rabbi Yannick says that means that a poor person should feel so comfortable. So comfortable. That means he can go to the refrigerator. He can take care of himself. When a, when a guest comes uh, he, and he's a stranger, you never. He doesn't go to the refrigerator. He doesn't make himself. It's Davke. What's what's so beautiful about this time of the year? And we're still we're still basking in that light. What's beautiful is the pashtus, the pashtus of the relationship. It's so understood that we belong with the Shalom. It's so pashtut to us. It's so pashtut. It's, it's not uncomfortable. It's not that Akash Baruch Hu is a stranger. You're sitting uh, with, with this past, these past uh, six weeks more with all the davening and the shul and with all the mitzvahs and sukkah and everything. That being a Jew, that's the way it's supposed to feel. It's supposed to feel so pashit to us that this is how it is, that this is who we are. And I was explaining that the Indian with Yisker is that when it comes to remembering someone that left this world that you really loved, so. It's not, it's not the extraordinary moments that, that, that you miss most. What you miss most about the person that you love is just the regular times that you were together. Just that comfortable feeling that you had. When you have someone that you really, really love, you're so comfortable with that person. That person you felt so at home with that person. That's, what's, that's the hardest thing. Not that there was some great, magnificent event. Say that, you remember. But the ikir is the pashtas. How to, how to have a relationship of pashtas. In other words, the relationship is so deep and it's so beautiful that you don't have to say. It's, to me, it always struck me as an odd thing. It's a very American thing how you have couples that they feel like every time they hang up the phone, I've, I've made fun of this thousands of times, how every time they hang up the phone, I love you. 
You know, the whole thing, the whole I love you thing, you know, it's love. And that, I, that I never questioned once my parents' love for each other. It's very, very beautiful. After all these years, I, I don't think I can remember my father ever saying Diburim like that in front of anybody else, in front of us. We never heard Diburim. Ahava uh, was, was behind the Parachis, like in the Kaddish Kaddashim, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> that, that, and it's so, there's a relationship that's, that's so obvious, that's so comfortable, that's so real. Of course, I know that you have, uh, uh, the person has to hear these things and say these things. I know how to say all the right American things that we're supposed to say, so I could skip all of that, right? I know you have to say these things, and a person feels hurt and empty, the hula the but there is there is such a relationship where it's where it's so it's so clear and it's so real and it's so deep that a davke can take on a pashtus, it can take on a simpleness, a pashtus that that saying things like that can even can even diminish the the reality of the ahava of the of the love. And I'm not saying and don't think that I'm saying that someone doesn't have to say to someone that they love that that, uh, that they love that person. I'm not. I'm saying. I'm not saying that. But you, I think you understand what I'm saying. That pashtas, the simple reality of the relationship, and that's that's not taking it somebody for granted. Just the opposite. I can't live without that person. It's not taking for granted. A person can live without somebody who, who is an occasional, an occasional exciting guest or presence in your life. You can live without that person, even though it's fun and it's exciting. But you can't live without the one who's a part of your life every minute, who's with you every minute. You can't live without that person. <coughs> Allah has come of a comma. If we would understand and if we would, and if we would make that a reality in our lives, that's our problem. We don't make the Bereshit um, a, a reality in our lives that we live with. So Mimela comes a Chanukah, comes a Purim, it's a whole big thing, it comes a, a nice Abba Mitzvah and something, you know. It's all like exciting. But then like, you know, he goes. And he's gone. And you stand at the door and you say, bye, bye everybody, Shalom, Shkoyach, it's nice having you. And there's no more Megillah lining, there's no more Chanukah candles, and there's no more whatever, whatever it is. There's no more Tubishvats fruit. There's no more, bye bye, everybody, Shalom has his suitcase and he goes back to 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 to, to, Yainim, to the higher world. That's not the, that's not how the Baruch Shalom wants it to be. The Baruch Shalom wants to should be a ben bias for us. Understand? To be a ben bias. To be a ben bias. And it's hard to explain what that means. That's why there's a certain comfort level with Yiddishkeit that people have that that are comfortable with it. That you have to be careful. You shouldn't take it for granted. You should never take it for granted. Just like you should never take the person, the people in your life, in your life that you that you live with. You should never take them for granted. But there's something very, very special when, when people have that love. That's how the Ishbet says, other city can explain. You know, Rosh Hashanah, the night of the Malchus. So Rosh Hashanah, what do we have at the table? Simonim, right? Simonim, you know, you have uh, different fruits and different things, the fish, the head, and the chavais, you know, the different simonim, the signs. Because when you really, really are so comfortable with somebody, you don't have to say anything at all. You just have signs. When you're in a family, in the family they have certain there are certain codes and keywords and, le- and looks that the members of the family uh, understand. They're simonim. They're simonim. Because there's such a pastus and a closeness and a comfort that one has with the other. It's the Yiddishkeit 
there's the Yiddish Katavanshal wants there should be a Pashtus but not taking each other for granted. He doesn't take us for granted and we shouldn't take Lab, we shouldn't take the Bara'ilma for granted, but there should be Pashit. And 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 the only way that could be like that is if it's not just a Yantik, it's not just a Simcha, if it's not just God forbid a tragedy when all of a sudden when Hamaitsa Karasi Karvashlam, where are you, where are you? But but when you when you have Yesh Bayre La Ilam, Yesh Bayre La Ilam and, and the avoid of living with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of having a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu all of the time. That's, that's when a person is most deeply attached. Not some great dramatic event. That's nice. But that's not the, that's not the Yisoyed of our Yiddishkeit. That's not the Yisoyed of our Yiddishkeit. There were big tzaddikim that you didn't see on them when it came to Simchas Torah or something. You didn't see on them like jumping and screaming. It was a different kind of a thing. They're different tzaddikim of different types. But not all the tzaddikim was like such that you saw them a big avoider. But they live with the Baruch Shalom every single minute. Every minute they were with the Baruch Shalom. On page Mem Aleph. After a person has spent some time trying to do this, in other words, either putting aside uh, an hour a week, whatever it is, and then once a month, maybe more than that, but at least every day sometime. First you don't you don't think about things that you've done in your life. You don't start to make a, an accounting of your of your life. Because you might not have you might not have talk to Hashem again after that. You know. So the the beginning is just not to think about a not to talk about bad things, things about the Nothing like that. Just to start to have a connection, to bring him into your life. And this you do this for some time. There's no rule how long. Until it becomes a regular part of your life, that there's a Barishalm in your life, and all the things that we've been learning for the last couple of years. Nashgacha Pratis, and Kirvas Hashem, all of that. At some point, obviously, it's important that you begin during that time, Lisbon and Alamaisen. To take a, a, a to take a look at things that you've done, not just not just things that are that are not good, but things that are good also. But let's bring in alamayisim to make a cheshman and nefesh. And to try to purify and to refine the things that you're doing. In other words, obviously there are things that are wrong. To try to to try to to try to stop that, and things that you've been doing that are good. To try to make them more pure-hearted, and to and to make them better. That's only meaningful if you have a kesher with the kaddish baruch Obviously, we all want to be better, and we don't want to do a virus. But the cheshben hanefesh, it's not it's not a real cheshben hanefesh if you don't feel that you that the baruch is is sitting together with you. It's it's just something which maybe you're afraid. It comes to Rashim Kippur, you're frightened, and you you wanna you wanna make it you know on the big scales or something, and you don't wanna get in trouble, so you can make a cheshman and nefesh. Or when you're feeling really bad, you did something you shouldn't have done, so you start to think, wow, it's not the only bad thing I've done. I've done a lot of bad things. That's not a cheshman and nefesh. A mood. It's not a cheshman. A, a, a mood is not a cheshman and nefesh. <coughs> the the, the doesn't have patience for moody Jews. Moodiness is not uh, a good thing. Moods. You have a mood to, to feel, uh, to think about your uh, bad things. It's not a mood. 
A cheshman nefesh means that a person has a kesher with a kesher and he wants to have a closer kesher. He understands that there are things that are, that are blocking. And now that he's in the process of establishing a relationship with Hashem, so he, he thinks about, he talks about, and he begins to work on, on taking practical steps to improve. That's not stand a mood or you're afraid of, of a, a Shanim Kippur or something. That, 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 that could help a little bit, but everybody knows that it doesn't usually last very, very long. It could be it's already for Falun Gauti, but it's only, it doesn't last very long after Yantif. It doesn't last. Those things, the like that, Cheshbain that are just the product of fear and of intimidation and uh, judgments and things like that. So once you don't feel, once you don't feel that Russian Kippur, most of us feel, uh, we feel like, wow, he's really, really here. So, so then during the time that he's really, you really feel that he's here, you're, you're conscious of that and you're afraid and you're worried and so on. But then, but then afterwards, when you feel that, that you know, it's not truly, but when you feel that Hashem has somehow gone, gone away, or he's not that close anymore, he's not paying such close attention, he's not watching the way that he was a couple of weeks ago, he's not looking so carefully, and you still have a, a long time till next Rosh Hashanah. So, so then it doesn't stay. It wasn't really a cheshben hanefesh, it was a fear. It was a fear, and you know how it works with fear. If children are afraid of their parents, then, then when their parents aren't watching, then they, then they continue doing whatever they were doing. So, they're afraid of parents. When, uh, not, uh, just they don't, want, they don't want to get caught. They don't want to get caught. So there's such a craziness that a Jew thinks that, that after Hashem Kippur he's not getting caught. That's all. It doesn't, but it doesn't mean that the cheshben hanefesh, cheshben hanefesh, you were afraid. The same way that if you would come in and you catch a kid doing something bad, and the kid the kid uh, turns white, so you wouldn't say that, that kid's making a cheshman nefesh. You say that the kid was caught. It's not cheshman nefesh. The kid says, "Oh, I I I, I did, you know, I, I did stay up uh, an extra two hours, or I did take the cookie from the cookie jar or something." So chatosi avisi pashati, you know, that's not a cheshman nefesh. That's you caught me. What am I going to say? You know. I was caught red-handed. So Russian and Kippur, that's how we are. We're like chickens by Kippur. It's not like a, you know, you caught me, okay, here I am. What am I going to say? You're here, and, and, and you know the truth. You know everything. So you caught me. And, and I hope that you could have some rahmanis on me and that uh, and that it could be a good year. You know, that's that. A cheshman and nefesh is not, is, that's not a cheshman and nefesh. A cheshman and nefesh is, is not void. It, it can be, of course. It's the biggest time for cheshman and nefesh, but but most of us, most of us, that's not what it is. It's just intimidation and fear. And then when you feel, when you have, when we make this, when we have this craziness, after after uh, after the days passed, there's a craziness to think that well now it's back to how it, you know it's back to the regular schedule. And the regular schedule is that that God's like busy with other stuff. So I could I could you know go back to the cookie jar of my wife, whatever that happens to be, you know whatever you have your hands in where they shouldn't be or your thoughts and your feelings are the wrong things, you think you could dip back into that because the Bershom is busy with other stuff. When you're trying to have a Kashbrok in your life every day, not just Roshan Yukipa, but every day, then that time that you spend thinking about and talking to Hashem's Baruch is a time to look at, to take an honest look at, at what you've done. And to try to purify, to try to refine and to fix. 
And this has to be take place in two two the two parts to this Aleph. First, the most basic thing is, am I am I doing things according to halacha? You know, have I been careful with halacha? Is my Shabbos? I don't. You know, my other things is, am I doing things sadhadim? The brachas that I make when I eat, bracha rishana, bracha achrayim. Am I doing things alpi alach? Mitzat haddin. Mitzat haddin. Am I just living according to Allah? A person can go to such as the chadaz. Doesn't even think. Am I doing things that are not, I'm not talking about complicated, deep things? You know, talking about things that 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 even that you know that are that are that might be against Allah. So first of all, forget about fancy extracurricular things. Just mitzat haddin. Mitzat haddin. Am I living according to Allah? Am I living according to Allah? As many years as I've been in the neighborhood, it never ceases to shock me how you could have, like, you know, you'll have, forgive me, I don't mean this personally, and I don't mean this about anybody here, I'm just saying, it never ceases to shock me how Orthodox men and women go around smooching each other, kissing each other like on a Shabbos or a Kiddush or a, 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 a sister-in-law or the brother-in-law. And I was someplace the other day in Simcha, and there's a, there's a brother-in-law with his arm around his sister-in-law. It, it, I, I grew up. I grew up in a modern Orthodox uh, neighborhood in a modern Orthodox family, so to speak. I mean, not not exactly. I can't say my parents are modern Orthodox. They maybe officially look like that, or whatever it might be. I'm not sure, but they're not typical, I guess, of American modern Orthodox, whatever that means. But but, and it's not a matter of what you call yourself anyway, because I don't I don't like any of these terms. But. Are you doing that according to, is that according to Allah? What are you doing? Where is this? If someone says in Shukhar that you're allowed to kiss your, you're allowed to kiss your brother-in-law? You're allowed to have your arm around your sister-in-law? Who says that somewhere? Just mitzal haddin. I'm not talking about chumras. I'm not talking about extra additional Hasidic stringencies or anything like that. Mitzal haddin. Do you know what that is? Mitzal haddin. Do you care? Mitzal haddin. You're an Orthodox Jew. Mitzal haddin. Mitzal haddin. Halach. He walked by Shabbos uh, saying, uh, talking with the guys, he walked by Shabbos here by the park, by Woodmere Academy, you see, you see fathers with yarmulkes on Shabbos with their sons in shorts and in t-shirts playing baseball with gloves and bats and balls. Did you, did you ask yourself, Mitzad Haddin? You already know that it doesn't, it's not Shabbos dick, but Mitzad Haddin, are there any dinim here? There are, there are halachas here. There are derises and there are bonnets. Mitzad haddin. You ask yourself, are you living according to halach? That's Aleph. And each one of us, every one of us, every one of us has to try our best. Each person to try our best. Certainly, to at least be honest enough to say that this is a problem and I need to work on it. I need to work on this. Right? If you would see, if you would see a person, if any of us would see somebody eating a Yom Kippur, and you'd say, you know, it's Yom Kippur. He says, I know. It doesn't, it, uh, how could you eat in Yom Kippur? So, you say, so the person would say, that, uh, even though I'm Orthodox, that's not one of the things that I, I, I feel comfortable with. I prefer, I prefer eating in Yom Kippur. Why is there any difference with the, guy, with the guy with his arm around his sister-in-law? What does that mean? Is it any different? It's Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, that's all. Baloney. That's just, uh, what does that mean? It's Yom Kippur, it's Yom Kippur. What's that? According to, uh, according to many poskim, 
there's a din of Yahareg Vayavar that a person has to die not to do such a thing. In other words, according to Allah, if someone will stand over you with a gun and tell you to put your arm around the Nisra, uh, around uh, 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 one of the Arayas, you, you have to be prepared to give up your life. That's not the case for Yom Kippur, you know that. If someone's life is in danger, they can eat a Yom Kippur. Everybody knows that. They're not only can they, they have to. But can you imagine, according to, according to many Rishonim, if someone tells you, I'm going to kill you if you don't put your arm around that person, According to many Rishonim, you have to be prepared to die. It's Gilei Arayas. No. So where does it come from? Many, many, many things. But a person has to be at least honest, honest enough to say that, that this is a halach, it's a din, and I have, to, I have to try to be better. I have to try to be better. So that's the first thing, Aleph. I hope nobody gets upset with me for talking about these things. So you, you know, I don't, I, I don't mean it against because I don't, I don't look to see what anybody else, you know, what you're doing. What I'm, you don't look to see. But, but I just, I, I like to talk about things that are, that, that, that are, that are, are in an honest way, and it, it, even though it might make sometimes make you uncomfortable, I don't mean in any way to. I'm not talking about groups of people. I'm not categorizing Jews chas or shalom. Not, and any, I don't mean to do that. God forbid. I'm only saying that, there's a, 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 that we have to be honest. We have to be honest. When we come to a version with 120, you can't say, I never heard of such a thing. You can't, you can't say, I never heard of such a thing. Is that against Allah? So what do you think? You're going to hold up a sign that says you're, you're not an orthodox. Or you're, <laughs> what does it mean? When you come to the next world, do you think there's a difference? Whether you're this or that. What do they care in Shemayim? What do you, what do you, so they say, what do you think? You're part of from Shulchan Aruch because you called yourself something by a name? What do you mean you're not? You, you didn't feel like doing that because you, 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 you'd rather live that way. So don't say, everybody has misyayness in this world. Everybody has difficulties and tests. But you have to be honest. To be honest, doesn't mean there's no such thing. Brother Barnish Shalom is, is, is ultra orthodox and not orthodox and semi and whole. And that, that's that's no such thing. No such thing. So that's the first thing. Am I ma'aseh nasa keroy mitzad hadin? Am I living according to halacha? You want to? Yeah. In terms of in terms of halacha, shouldn't it be your it shouldn't be the first thing to be. Do you have your shemayim or not? Because why would I care about halachah? There's no consequence. Yeah. So I think you're you're 100 percent right. So he's working with the he's working we're working with the assumption that this is a person who very very much cares about what God thinks and isn't that you know and and is a year shemayim and wants you're right. But if a person's if a person you see. You, you, you're right. Year Shemayim is connected to this feeling of Kirvah Sashem, to God's closeness, right? So during that time of the year, when we feel He's close, we're afraid and we feel Yosh Hashem. So this person, is, this person wants, this person remembers has already been talking to Hashem and feels that closeness and has this sense of His presence. So, so now, now that I feel that and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm honestly aware of Him being with me every minute of my life, so now I have to come back and look at my life. Now that, God, now that I, I, I've invited him into my life, or he was always here, but I'm letting him into my life, right? I'm letting God into my life. So then I have to ask myself, is my life uh, uh, pleasing to him? In other words, am I a good host? I'm letting God into my life. Is this, is this, uh, is my life, is my life uh, a proper accommodation? Which that's the tachlis of creation is for shechanti b'soicham. I'm not making this up. This is the asulim of shechanti b'soicham. Hashem's work says, I created you so that I could dwell in you. B'shechanti b'soicham, to live in you. To live in you. That's what the Bible says, b'shechanti b'soicham. 
So you have to ask yourself, okay, I, 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 I've allowed God into my life. Say that. Are these good accommodations? Are these good accommodations? I, I told the I told the chaver recently that I don't remember what I was talking about. You know, when I when we wanted to take a little trip with the kids, so there was a whole tumult because the, you know they're always afraid. Like, so we're going to go stay someplace. So they grew up, you know, all the years. You know, they, they, we didn't stay like in good accommodations. You know, I, I was for all the early years, especially I was speaking a lot of Shabbat tones in different places, and they used to put us in these horrible bunks. You know, like you know, I'm talking about this, all these different places that we've been to. It was a lot of fun, but I wouldn't call it four star. You know what I mean? We had a lot of fun, but it was it wasn't it was uh, it was roughing it. You know, all the years, it was roughing it. By our standards, roughing it. By our grandparents' standards, it would have been the four star. But by our standards, it was like it was roughing it. I mean, most of the places we stayed in, there was no floor. We had to just climb over beds. You know what I'm saying? It was these situations. So, so, uh, so they have, you know, they, they have these. The, the, right away, we said, oh, we're gonna let's go somewhere. We're gonna go someplace. We have a great time. So they get like very, very nervous. They want to investigate. They want to like get pictures of the place we're going to. <laughs> they want to send a spy or somebody up ahead to see because mommy and daddy, you know, we, this could be a big setup, and we're going to be in some horrible, you know, some horrible joint. So you want good accommodations, no? Everybody likes to have nice accommodations. Look how much time people spend on making their homes nice. And who's living in their home, Sofkosov? Who's the who the big knockers in the house? A couple of bus of Adams, right? Bus of Adam. Who's in our homes? Who's in our homes? We're in our homes, Baruch Hashem. Sure, we'll be healthy and well. It says Bus of Adam. Bus of Adam, flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. What is it? But the heart of a Jew is for Shanti Besoichem, that I want to make accommodations for the Bayer Island in my heart, in my life. The Bayer Island have to have deluxe accommodations. Only the best. Only the best. Only the, the nicest accommodations because the person has to ask himself what kind of accommodations am I offering the, the, the Ranishlam? And he doesn't care about he doesn't care about uh, about uh, you know curtains and and, and and linen and all that stuff. He doesn't care about that. The Ranishlam is the Ranishlam's comfortable in some of the cheapest accommodations by our standards. You understand? He's most comfortable in a lot of the cheaper in a lot of the cheaper places. The Ranishlam is more comfortable. So in some of the very, very fancy, beautiful places that we've built for ourselves, the Bunishim's not so comfortable. He doesn't consider those good accommodations. He doesn't. He doesn't go. He doesn't need that. That could also be good. Could have a beautiful big home. It doesn't die. That's nice. But it should be with the Bunishim in the house. And it should be a place where it's a good accommodation. So he doesn't care about fancy things. So we make for ourselves all kinds of elaborate. Look how much time a person puts into our house. Think about it. If make, they make a chesh and nefesh. I'm not talking the, 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 I'm not talking about the single girls. They should, they should have I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, the the the, the balabusters over here. How much time? If you could add up the hours of your of the of your lives, how much time was put into the house, into making the house look nice? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I I, I think that's wonderful to make a comfortable accommodation, to cleaning the house, taking care of the house. Right, all of that. Think about it. You make your chesed and nefesh. It's a lot, a lot of hours. A lot of hours. Just uh, for, for for these accommodations. For who for who are you working so hard to make such nice accommodations? So nobody would say for yourself. Maybe you'd say a little bit for myself, but mostly because my my husband, my children, 
grandchildren. Right? You want to make it should be nice. Okay, so that we put in so you put in so many kaiches, so much kaiches into making a nice house. And what Hashem, if a person can afford it, they go As long as they remember to help others, not more and more people do. Of course, people do. But how much time is spent on these accommodations that we're living in? That that before the blink of an eye, it's all going to be a churban. There's not going to be anything here. It's going to be some old wreck, like when we're driving through some old messed up neighborhood. Before we blink our eyes, all of this that we think is so magnificent, it's nothing. It's all havel havel. It's not even worth saying havel havel. And yet, and yet, look how much kaiches are put into making it nice. And if something is off, if something is off, how upsetting it could be. At least you would say lekala paches, the shachanti, the soichim, that a person should worry about making good accommodations for Kaddish Baruch. To making this is the tachlis of our lives. The tachlis of our lives has nothing to do with what house we live in or what the address is. The tachlis is for shachanti b'soicha. So shachanti b'soicha. The aleph is heima ma'isin asik kiroi mitzadadin. Klaimer shein his rashes bebosis haposhit. And the simple things of being a Jew. Am I being negligent? Am I negligent in the simple requirements of what it means to be a Jew? Of taking care of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's accommodations. Am I? Have I been? Neglecting my housework, Shabbos and Yontiv, Shmiras Haloshin, Shmiras Ainaim, all the other things. Am I taking good care of the house? That's the first question of a Cheshman and Nefesh. And Beis, the higher, the next level is not just whether actually I'm doing the right thing. That's that's very very important. The second question that you have to work on by the by the Cheshvan Nefesh is What are my thoughts when I'm doing these things? In other words, this is a very higher level, you understand? Am I, am I doing things just out of rote? Have I, am I just doing it because I'm, like, I'm set on this automatically to do these things? I light the Shabbos candles, I do this, I do that. Or do I actually do I actually think about these things and and try somehow to understand and to and to experience and to to feel more about these things? That's the second question. That's that's already obviously that's a higher madrigue. But you don't have to be perfect. In the, none of us are perfect at Aleph. It doesn't mean you can't work on days if you haven't finished. Aleph. Who finishes Aleph? Because all of us have chesrainis and what we're doing in halacha, right? Everybody here. We all know the things that we're doing that are wrong and that we should be doing better. That doesn't mean you can't try to work on Aleph and you also work on days. And those are the things that you're doing that are right. Well, Hashem is doing a lot of good stuff. And the things that we're doing that's good to try to make it with more machshav, with more thought and with more feeling. To try to, to try to do the good things in a better way. Doesn't have to. Work. You don't have to be perfect in Aleph to get the base. Because you never get the base. So base also, base also. The machshav is what thoughts, what feelings. How do I keep? How do I keep a Shabbos? How do I spend a, a yard? What do I? What do I think about when I'm lighting candles? With all the with all the mitzvahs and the davening and so on and so forth, whatever persons. You know the things that a person is successful in that he does, that he does, and he cares about. But how much, how much effort do I put into these things? And how could I improve? Not just in what I'm doing, but in what I'm thinking about. To try to concentrate. Before I do a mitzvah, do I stop for a second 
and think, why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I doing this? Like you're learning a lot. A simple thing, you're going to pick up, you're going to pick up a friend. You're doing a favor, your friend needs a lift. Why am I doing this? Because I'm a nice guy. No. It's true, you're a nice guy. But that's not why you're doing it. You're doing it because the Barishalm commanded you to, to, to be a Balchas. The Barishalm wants you because, because there's a Mida of Ches, a Mida al of Ches. It's one of the spheres, and you're a Jew. And Yidna Goyim Lechasadim. And you want to do the Rats in Hashem. You want to do the Rats in Hashem. But before you call up your mother, if you're that you have a mother or father, before you call up to wish a good Shabbos or to say, how you doing, Ma? If you stop for a second, why am I doing this? Because I'm a good son, I'm a good daughter? It's nice. But I'm doing this because Tzivani Habari is Baruch Shemai. Because the Baruch Shalom has Nachas Ruach when I do this. To be kind and to be a good son and to be a good daughter. gives Nachas Ruach to my father. Not just my, my father here, but my father in Shemai, Mavini Shabbat is Nachas Ruach. That a person thinks... And the person thinks, may this act of calling my mother and saying to her, and asking how was your day, may this bring me closer to Hakadosh Baruch. It's a revolutionary thought, but that's the tachlis of our lives. I'm going to now give a lift to my friend. May this, may this ma'aser chesed draw me closer to the to the balachesed to the Shalom. May it draw me closer to Hakadosh Baruch. It's a different life, and it's, the, and it's not hard. It's not hard. It doesn't take that much of an effort. It's just getting used to it. And then every single little thing. Why am I, why am I eating? Because it gives the Baruch Hashem nachas ruach to take care of myself. It gives a nachas ruach that his, you don't have nachas ruach. You don't have nachas ruach when, you, when, when your children are eating. You don't see when you're, when you're, when you're feeding the grandchildren. How every single one sits around like that. <laughs> watching the watching the grandchildren watching a little guy take a spoon and everybody has and everybody goes like, so after, what was the you know the kid had some applesauce and the whole the whole album was clapping and singing because the kid had applesauce it's like a whole yonder no you had nachasuach your kid is eating your grandkids it's machai you had the not when you get overdo it obviously you don't like when your kids are overdoing it either it's not healthy for them it's the same thing. But to eat, to give nachas ruach to Rabbi I'm eating that I should have, that I should have to serve you, that I should be healthy because you want me to be healthy. You have nachas ruach and your children take care of themselves. You want me to take. A person goes, a person goes jogging. It's a very good thing. It's a healthy thing. A person just for a second before or while you're jogging, there's not much to think about it when you're jogging. Well, I mean, you can, but while you or before you jog, you just for a second or during the time you could for a second just. I want to give nachas ruach to the Bari Eilam. The Bari Shalom told me, even the Shema Tama said, he wants us to be careful with our health. He wants to take care of ourselves. And he has nachas ruach. He has nachas ruach that I'm going out into the fresh air in his world and, I, and, I'm, and I'm getting some exercise. He has nachas ruach. It's the same exercise. It takes 10 seconds. It's, it's a different... And I'm doing this, it should bring me closer to Takadosh Baruch. Exercise should be close to my but until now it was only some kind of a uh, uh, was only some kind of a thing, of, you know, because you're very worried about or obsessed with or whatever it might be, you know, with things that became now an avoid of kibbutz and it makes and it makes you close to the It works. A person lives though it works. It takes a second, but the person has to be for a person to be conscious of that. 
You commanded me to take care of my health. You commanded me to take care of my children. You want me to love every Jew. My children are also Jews. You want me to take care of them. You want me to love them. You told me in your Torah that I should love every Jew. Allah has come to become my own children. Now that I'm going to, now that I have to go take care of my child, the Vaishalam helped me that through this act of kindness I should get closer to you. I should have, I should be able to be closer to you because you, because you are the, you are the Balach Sodom Kula. So help me to get closer to you. So instead of, instead of, uh, you know, slamming the pillow on the floor when you go in the middle of the night to give a bottle or something, and banging your toe into the thing and feeling like, you know, it's the end of the world. Person for a second, for a second, and then why you go there to the baby? Why you go there to the baby? You know, each time you can't believe why would the baby do this to me? It's like it's some sort of a personal Indian. But I remember, like, you know, those difficult with the babies in the little in the nights and those shifts. So I was, you know, you say crazy things. You just, just, like I would say to the baby, like, can't we work on this a little bit? <laughs> Every hour, can't. It's my night. So do that by mommy's night. Don't do that by daddy's night. We could, we could work out something here. You, you know, you say crazy things. You're so desperate. But, but if a person, instead of crazy things, would say, would say, I want, I'm, look, this is my child. And I have, I, why did I have this child? I had this child to bring more covered Shemayim to the world. So I should raise him or her like a Jew. And, and you, you, this child has to be cared for, and you sent him to me because you know that I, I can care for this child. And nobody else in the world can care for this child the way that I can care for this child. It's my child. So, so I want to be able to, get, to, to fulfill the mitzvah of Yahavt Lereha Kamecha, and in doing so to get closer to you. So instead of it being just an annoying, crazy thing, it's every, every single thing in life. And it doesn't take time. That's what I'm saying, because anyway, you're mumbling and saying stuff. Why, not? Why shouldn't it be good things? And it should be an opportunity of of kivus Hashem that a person can experience. So many of the things that we do are, are just routine. Wrote milumada means means that we just do it. Stop. We don't we don't think we don't feel. We just do things. We just do things. You wouldn't accept. You wouldn't find that acceptable in a marriage. You wouldn't find it if you, if one of your children would marry somebody. Let's say you have a, a, a beautiful daughter, chash of a daughter, and 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 you got. A nice chassan, and the chassan, the chassan comes to us, and the traditional way comes to us, the future in laws, for, for the daughter's hand in marriage, right? People still do those kind of things. I mean, they don't, they don't get on their knees anymore. They start doing that after they're married nowadays. <laughs> but, but you, he comes to us to marry the daughter, to, to get a bracha, and the chassan says to, the, to his future in laws, I, I just want you to know that, that uh, this is the last time that I'm ever going to tell your daughter how much I care for her. 120. So, so the parents would be very shocked. You're, you're disqualified. <laughs> so then I said, oh, oh, no. Okay. I, I understand. I will tell her, but I won't care about it. <laughs> I, I'm just not going to be sincere about it, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it because you want me to say it. That's not a shidduch either, right? 
That's not a shidduch. So you understand, when we do mitzvahs, mitzvahs in Hashem Lamada, without thinking, without feeling, that's not, that's not, none, none of us, none of us are happy in relationships like that. We don't have friends like that, so we don't have a husband or a wife like that. We don't have parents like that. So why is it when it comes to the Rishon that we have like that? It's not, that's not how we conduct our relationships. We don't want that for ourselves, we don't want it for our children. And when a person's in a marriage like that, it's very sad. There are many marriages like that, it's very sad. It's not, it's not, it's not what any of us ever wanted, it's not what we want for our children. So, when it comes to Kaddish Baruch everything without thought, without feeling, without care, without emotion, that's, what kind of a relationship is that? It's called Milamada. Just to finish this sentence, Adam al a person has to find ways of reminding himself. He makes a cheshman nefesh and to remind himself before he does things. To make ways of reminding himself, each person his own ways, before everything that you do. <coughs> to remind yourself. To stop for a second. With everything. And then Allah Khaveiro to stop and to remind yourself that there's a mitzvah, there's a there's a rebellion who's who wants me to do this. I'm not just doing this. There's a rebellion who's asking me to do this. Who's telling me to do this? Who has nachasruch if I do this? Who I say and then you do it, Then you do the same thing that you would have done anyway. But it's almanasliskarvil. It's in order to get closer to him. It changes the whole, the whole, the whole thing is completely different. It's almanas Can you imagine, just for a moment, think what it would be like? If, I mean, I'm not suggesting this is something practical, but can you imagine what the world would be like if every single time I'm talking old-fashioned now, okay? If every single time the husband came home from work, because I understand that the husbands that don't go to work and their wives that go to work, okay, let's skip all that formalities. Let's just talk like it's like it's, it used to be. So, can you imagine every time the husband comes home from work, the the wife when she brings him his supper. That's also, I know that's old fashioned, and they're good for nothing, so get it for themselves, and why do I have to do it? But I'm leaving all of that. So, the, every time the wife would bring the husband this up, she would say, I want you to enjoy this because I love you. Well, not to even to say I love you, because I said before, you don't have to make that cheap, but, it, but I want you to know that there's nothing in the world that makes me happier than seeing that you enjoy this. It makes me happy that you enjoy this. The world would be totally different. There wouldn't be any wars. I, I don't mean just in the in the homes. There wouldn't be like any, there wouldn't be even like global stuff going on. Because the, you know that the only reason I tell still like a lot of times somebody says something horrible, like could say something horrible to another person. You know the, the, these horrible things. You know it's mostly because like he had an argument with his wife that day or something or the night before. They're not talking to each other. Who knows what? So then he, by the time he by the time he gets to you, he's ready to kill you. And you didn't, didn't do anything to him. So if. So if if, if 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 there would be that kind of a, of a life inside the home, if there would be such a thing, there would be nothing. There would be no more wars. There would be okay. People would be Michael. So you have a couple more miles in this country, a couple less miles in this country. You know what? I'm happy in my own house. I'm happy in my house. So what do I care if I have? If, what do I care if, if, if 2,000 miles from here we, we, we have an island or something and we put up a flag on it? I don't care. In my house, I'm happy. The only reason people are looking to conquering other places is because they're not happy at home. If you're happy in your own house, well, you have to conquer other places. The, the terrorist is, you never conquered your own house. So you have to look for other places to conquer. It's very sad. But if there would be a mitzvah like that, where bemis, bemis, that the same wife, the same husband, the same children, but with smiling and with deborm, 
uh, with words that are soft and kind. It, it would be different. It would be so different. It wouldn't look anything like it looks now. That's not vital. Allah has come for coming. When it comes to the Bari Island, when it comes to Kaddish Baruch, if we wouldn't conduct ourselves in a way that's rote, that's routine, the wife comes in and puts the food in front of the husband, she's done it 10,000 times. So what are you, what's she supposed to do? Come and roller skates with a song or something? <laughs> you bring her the food, bring the food and eat them. Right? So, so you feel the same when you dive. What am I supposed to do? What do you want? Some kind of theatrics over here? It's the same ashray as yesterday. What do you want from What am I supposed to do? That's Rachmanis. It's Rachmanis in a marriage, it's Rachmanis with a Kaddish Baruch. It's not theatrics. The Baruch is not looking for theatrics, and neither are husbands and wives. People are looking for, for caring, for caring, for a relationship. All the misery and loneliness in the world is because of that, a lack of that. A lack of that between people, between husbands and wives, parents and children, brothers and sisters, friends, and a lack of that between a person and the Baruch And the world is hearts broken and hearts sick. And the Baruch says, if you just stop for a second, and, 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 and think for a second it's a, and even say a few words quietly it's a different world it's a different life no, I'll continue I'll continue next time thank you